We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hey everyone, I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. And she's Brenda. Hi, everyone. And he's Grogu, and he says, we're back. We're, we're back, back, baby. <laughs> we're back. And we are on the road with Mickey. This is episode 128 for July 4th, 2022, and happy Independence Day, America. Yay. And today yes. our Absolutely. feature topic is 10 ways Walt Disney was patriotic. And we are nice. going to talk as much about the man as we are about the parks. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is a great episode for, for our time and for today. So that is our feature topic. But first, we are going to get started with our cheddar from the big cheese. And Brenda, you kick us off. Well, next week on July 11th, the Top of the World Lounge at the top of Bay Lake Tower reopens. Now, oh, this is wow. a DVC member-only location, and it seems that the Disney villains settled in when the lounge was closed. Hmm, I wonder what that means. Also, reopening on August 25th is the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique for all the wonderful little princesses and the princes at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom and at Disneyland Park. It's awesome. So, the Disney Springs locations and the Grand Floridian locations supposedly will open just at a later date. Yeah. So, we're very excited because there are many, many people have been waiting for BBB to open back oh up gosh. so their little children can be made into the princes and princesses they are. Yeah, and it's for children ages 3 to 12. 12. That's right. Yay. I thought at one point it was 13. But I think I'm it's like, always been 12, but I It's don't always know. been 12. Okay. I don't know. You know. You're the expert. You're the travel oh. agent. <laughs> you are so silly. You are so anyway. silly. Contact Mike at pixievacations.com. Yeah. He'll get your little little one all fixed up. <laughs> anyway, this is in the case you missed it department, which Ooh. I didn't miss it, but I didn't really report about it. And it was last week when we were on vacation. Um, it was recently announced that Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party will be back this year. Yes. Yay! Starting November 8th and going Yay! through December 22nd, the party yeah. will be hosted at the Magic Kingdom on 24 select nights. And yes. so... I have never been to the Very Merry Christmas Party. Neither has it. Sophie or Cindy. And Time to go. It's on our it's list. It's on sale if you're a, Dis a Disney Resort guest. They opened up yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, actually, June 30th, which was not yesterday, but it was yesterday when we're taping. You know what I mean. I know yeah. what you mean. <laughs> Even if nobody else doesn't. That's right. I know what we mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Getting diving into the world of Mike's brain is a very <laughs> scary place. So you're probably better off not knowing what I mean. <laughs> I'd rather dive into Mike's heart than his brain, actually. Mm, I'd rather not do that for either. Yeah. 
She's like, moving on. You're already in there. Yeah. Anyway, it's my turn now. Your turn. And coming to Disney Plus on Friday, this Friday, July 8th, the premiere of The Wonderful Summer of Mickey Mouse, where Mickey Mouse and his friends each recall the wild events leading up to the annual Summer Fireworks Spectacular from their point of view. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of curious about it. I have nothing yeah, beyond the little tease. I don't know what it's about. So I'm curious to know why they're doing it on July 8th when it's like, what they expected when they were getting ready for the fireworks. It seems like they might have done it on the third or something. But yeah. I'm looking forward to it. How sweet is that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. from last week, just in case you missed it, go to our YouTube channel. Um, you can also hear the audio um on the on the audio podcast through any of your audio podcast players that you like. But um, but I think it has more impact as a video watch. Um, and last week we did a very brief video that we called the bread pudding challenge. It was mm-hmm. a comparison of the Ohana bread pudding and the Raglan Road bread pudding. And if you missed it, we have the link in the show notes. You can also search YouTube for On the Road with Mickey and you'll see it there. We really had a great time making that a deliciously and, good time. Oh, it was a deliciously good time. <laughs> and it was just it, it just worked. And it's only like six and a half minutes long. So have at it, people. I think it's six and a half minutes worth watching. Yep. That's must see TV. <laughs> it was definitely well, six and a half minutes worth making, that's for sure. That's for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> So that is from last week. And this week, our feature topic is 10 ways that Walt Disney was patriotic. As I mentioned, today is the 4th of July. It's Independence Day in the United States. On Mm -hmm. this, the 246th birthday of our country, we wanted to celebrate the patriotism of Walt Disney. So today we are bringing you 10 ways that Walt Disney was patriotic and we want you to enjoy sit back relax grab a tea grab a soda grab something to drink whatever you prefer coffee water and just enjoy enjoy do you want me to start us off or do you want one of you want to start us off i say go for it mike yeah all right well i i we're going to compass the parks we're going to compass the man and one of the things that i think of when i think of walt disney is i think about when he was a young man young boy and he dressed up as his hero abraham lincoln and recited the gettysburg address to me that was just the start for it was just the start you know but yeah. I, but I think and I can picture it in my eye, of him standing in his in his classroom doing that, you know, yep. so. Yeah. So that is just one example of the ten ways that Walt Disney was patriotic in my mind. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so. right. Well, you know what? If we're gonna be starting from 
when he was a young boy, then I suppose the only next good example to talk about his patriotism was during World War One, when his brother Roy, who was old enough at the time, went off to fight in the war. And Walt Disney, he also tried to join the army, but even though he was underage, they wouldn't let him in. So he ended up joining the Red Cross instead. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He did his effort for the war, you and know, he did to, it. for his country, you know. And he did it very well. That's yeah. right. He did it extremely well. That's so. right. Miss Aunt Brenda? Well, let's see. I guess since you're talking about when he was young and then World War One, we'll talk about the World War Two training videos. Like they use the entire studio to make World War II training videos. And I'm going to leave that one. I'm going to leave that out. So somebody else might say that later. But yeah, mm. he cared about making the World War II training videos. And that was a lot. That was a big contribution, a big contribution to this country. Yeah. I know exactly what else you were talking about. <laughs> Had you planned on, yeah, because I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it because that's a big deal. Yeah, it, mind, that's a big deal. It is. Go a, ahead and go ahead and say it. And if it needs to well, be two, it's two. Yeah, let's. I'm pretty go sure ahead. that okay. I know what Aunt Brenda's talking about. And on top of making the training videos for the war, Walt Disney was also a. He also made propaganda videos for the war as well. You would often find cartoons of Donald either fighting for the Allied powers or for the Axis powers, either glorifying the U.S. Army or like, you know, making sure that everyone knew exactly how awful the Axis powers were by showing Donald subject to like abuse and stuff when he was a Nazi soldier. But thankfully, there's no canon there, so obviously he was never a Nazi soldier, but still, it's something that needs to be said. And he was a huge proponent of it, too. And I believe when all of his men went off to be drafted, he promised them jobs when they returned from the war. And that I is extremely, right. extremely good on his part. Yep. Yeah. Is yes, that, and he is did that what all you were going to say, Brenda? No. No, I was going to talk about the code word, Mike. Oh, for oh. the D-Day invasion. You want to talk about the code word? So the code word, Mickey Mouse. That's Shh, right. Don't tell anyone. It was Mickey Mouse, yep. and that was how the Allied forces, when they were planning the D-Day invasion, that's how they were allowed. They knew they were allowed into the meeting locations because they knew the code word. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's pretty cool. That is yeah. very That is very cool. So, yeah. And and it just it's very cool. And it just speaks Yeah, it was like what to was how American, American at the time. How American Walt and Mickey Mouse yeah. had become at that point, you yeah. know? So, golly. Um anyway, that's that's good. But what I was going to say, switching switching gears a little bit, 
Um, you know, one of the things I think that is so distinctly American and so distinctly patriotic is just Main Street, Main Street, USA, oh gosh, and yes. each of the parks. That that was the yes. epitome of what small town America was. You know, That's and, true. and 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 it's oh, especially like especially when it's decorated. It never fails to to really hit home with me when we were there last week or a week before when we were there for Sophie's birthday. And it's like, it's almost like you've just been transported, you know, yeah, you've been transported in time and you're back in the twenties, you know? So, so. And speaking of that main street USA in Disneyland has, you know, great moments with Mr. Lincoln, which I mean, he carried that throughout his life. When he was a boy, he did it, and he he just always really, really admired Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. So he kept it. He even put it in the park. I mean, it meant a lot to him. He did. Yeah. Wow, we're just throwing through these things. We might have 25 things. <laughs> well, we only needed 10. We only yeah. have 10. I only have 10 slots. <laughs> right. Sophie, give me something that you're thinking about. Um, well, on top of Main Street USA and great moments with Mr. Lincoln, there's obviously also Liberty Square and the Hall of Presidents. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is our favorite area, right? It is my favorite area. It is my favorite area, not just because of the Haunted Mansion, but ever since the third grade I suddenly became a history buff and I don't know why it took that long but you, here we are yeah and it's you know what um in our last trip we were over we were waiting for our liberty tree tables because we yep. ate at liberty tree tavern and I think it was I think it was my mom was over um I was like, where is so-and-so? And And I think it was my mom I was looking for. And um, maybe not. I don't know. But it turned out that she or whoever it was was looking at the the replica of the Liberty Bell Mm -hmm. and the flags from the colonies that is in that little area right across from the Hall of Presidents. And, you know, it is something that you just blow by nine times out of 10. You just walk right by it and don't really give it the credit it's due. But then when you stop and you look at it and you think about it and you realize just that is like an epitome, you know, because you don't really, it's almost like you, it's almost like you see it for the first time, even if you've seen it a hundred times before, you know? And so, that's just that's one other area of Liberty Square that is very much about about America and about the patriotism, Definitely. you know? Definitely. Yeah. So I actually think that might have been me, Daddy, and I think it was when we were sitting down waiting for Aunt Brenda and Uncle Butch and the girls to get done with the haunted mansion so uh, that we could all uh, meet up with each other. Okay. Yeah, that was so wonderful. Oh my god, yeah. what a wonderful memory. Yeah. Yeah. That was so sweet. And just as a segue for next week, next week we will be having our big trip recap. Yay! And 
since we all were there, we all are going to talk about our trips. (laughs) So get ready because we all have some really fantastic memories that we I know I can't wait to to recap and and remember some. So so anyway, that's next topic. Stay tuned. All right. Well, we're moving on, right? Yeah. Let's move to the front of the parks. Okay. To the the raising and lowering of the flag every single day. Every single day, including the months and months that the park was closed during COVID. Every single day, they still raised and lowered the flag as a symbol of solidarity, unity, patriotism. patriotism. I have to wonder especially right now i have to wonder if the powers that be did that because it meant something to them or because they knew what that would have meant to walt i really would like to know but regardless we know that walt would have definitely done that if he had been here oh yeah yes yeah and that you know it was really cool because they showed video of the ceremony in one of the disney parks blogs posts And it, and you know, yeah, it it made you cry. Yeah, it sure did. Absolutely. We cried a lot during that closure, actually. Yeah, but it sure did because it really struck home just that, you know, for the cast members, it's not just a job, you know? It's not just a job. Even for us who do what we do, it is not just a job by any stretch of the imagination. No, absolutely. All right. Sophie, do you want to talk or do you want me to tell one? Um, I think you tell one as long as it's not the one I'm thinking of. If it is, <gasps> tell me to stop and then you t- and then you pick up the rest. OK. All right. You go I'm, right ahead. I'm thinking of Epcot. Oh, yeah. You're not thinking of the one that I'm thinking. Go okay. right ahead. And I'm thinking of the entire American Adventure Pavilion. Um, at the whole thing screams patriotism. Yep. And it and it screams it not only from the movie and the design, the architecture and the amphitheater, but it also screams it so beautifully from the voices of Liberty when they oh, perform. Oh my goodness, yes. Oh man. And yeah. you know. I didn't hear them this trip, and I wish I had, but um, but it just gives me another reason to go back, yeah, uh-huh, and to hear them next time, so yep, and have a funnel cake while you're listening, oh my goodness, you know yeah. it's that's a great idea, <laughs> you know, <laughs> funnel cake and voices of Liberty might be my new favorite snack, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. The American Adventure Pavilion and everything that it entails is is on my list. Awesome. Agreed. What were you thinking, Sophie? Well, my thing is, when I think America, I have to think about baseball at some point or another. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the American pastime, isn't it? It sure is. And you know what I think about when I think of baseball? I think of Casey's Corner. And there is something that I know about it. 
and it's that whenever the um, employees who work there are opening it up for the day, right before they go and open the restaurant, they all gather outside and one of them plays that piano that you can find outside of Casey's Corners and they all sing, take me out to the ball game together every yeah. single morning before they go and open up the store. Awesome. And I just think that's great. I think it's wonderful. It's another Very American. It's another symbol that this isn't just a job for the cast members. Yeah. They love doing it. And yeah. well, just working for the company itself is probably one of the most patriotic things I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, Sophie. Yeah. And you know what? I've already written down nine of our things. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So we are we are down to number ten. Oh well. Or number one, it's the case. Maybe I was counting them down. If we're so. doing that, we have to go with your picture. I mean, what else are we <laughs> gonna go with? <laughs> okay. So my background picture of the patriotic scene, the fourth of July scene from the carousel of progress. And I mm -hmm. took that picture right from the when we were doing it, and I'm glad it turned out halfway decent so it it's worth showing on my screen yes. but um but you all like it so love it brenda tell us about the carousel progress why is it so patriotic yeah just what it was waltz i mean he designed it he was it was from his imagination and he chose what he wanted included in it that was yeah. one of the things that was important to him yeah <laughs> what more can be said yeah yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. I was thinking, and this is not anywhere near as good, but I was, I was thinking of Sam Eagle. I was about and to say that too. <laughs> I five Sophie. <laughs> Sam Eagle in his salute to all countries, but mostly America. A simple little three and a half hour fireworks display. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think Carousel Progress sure. wins that one though. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Even though Sam Eagle made sure to tell us all that moving over to the end of the row was distinctly patriotic and that sitting down in the middle of it was, was distinctly unpatriotic. unpatriotic. <laughs> you know yeah. what? Mm, yeah. I would have to say there are many, many people at Walt Disney World that were being unpatriotic while we were there, though. Well, only in Sam Eagle's eyes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. All well, right. Well, I think, is there anything else? Because that was a quick 10. That was a quick well, 10. That's a quick 10. And you know oh, what? Gosh, it's only been half an hour. Yeah, and you know what? I want to introduce and give a shout out, but I want to introduce a, maybe a new segment. And it's oh, not an uh, it may not be an every week segment, but it might be. It all depends on what we have. Um I want to do a cast member shout out segment. Ooh, nice. Ooh. What do you think, girls? Man, I, I think wish we'd so. have started that before we left. 
I think I know exactly which cast member you're talking about that inspired this, Daddy. Yes, absolutely. I want to talk about Abby. Yes. Abby had on her name tag, it said University of Mary Washington. Mary Washington is a university in Virginia, and she grew up probably an hour from where my sister now lives. And she, we went and we saw, we met Abby at Connections Eatery. Oh and, my gosh. And she was so bubbly. She was so excited to see us and so excited to see Robin, my sister, and Lindsay, my niece, and all sorts of, and she and, and Lindsay just hit it off and we're talking and she was talking about Frozen and how they how they met Anna and Elsa and got hugs and everything like that. And it was just and it really was a really, really incredible moment. And and Abby made it. And I mean, we were we hadn't even ordered yet. Yes. And we spent five to ten minutes talking to her before awesome. we even yes. placed our order. And then my sister Robin told me later. That the next day they had gone after being at Hollywood Studios, they dropped my mom back off at the room and they went on to the Magic Kingdom for for late night for the, until eleven o'clock when it closed. And Robin and Lindsay were in line for um, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and mm-hmm. who did they see in line in front of them or behind them? But Abby and her friend. And Abby not only remembered them from the day before at Connections, but she also remembered their names. And and they went in line with with Robin and them. And it was like such pure Disney magic. For sure. It was absolutely the quintessential moment of Disney magic on that trip, I think. I feel like that was it. Absolutely. You know? And so... So I want to say shout out to Abby. I already shout gave her Abby. a shout out app, but hey, shout Abby, out yeah. to Abby and just way to go and way to be the cast member that Walt envisioned. And shout out to cast. Sarah as well. Yeah. And then the next, when was that, honey? We the, were at Epcot for the second 20, time. 21st? 22nd? 22nd. It was the night before we left. Yeah, we were. We had been at Hollywood Studios all day, and then we hopped over to Epcot, and I went to rent a scooter, and I rented a scooter, and then when we were returning, um, there was Sarah, and Sarah was at the at the International Gateway at the place where you return the scooters, and her name badge said University of Mary Washington and I noticed it and I said hey do you know Abby she works at the Connections Eatery we met her yesterday the other day at the Connections Eatery she's like yeah I know I know Abby she and I are in the same study program oh my gosh that's fantastic awesome and so so shout out to Sarah too yay yeah that is awesome two really good Disney magic Two really good cast member interactions. It was incredible. It was so it cool. It was. It was amazing. Yeah. So, so that, that's what I want to do. 
when we have an interaction, even if it's something we're pulling out of the back of our brains from 10 years ago, let's share it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, got, I got half a dozen of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great. So and that, I know that um, that's our cast. Brenda and Uncle Butch, you guys also have some of those memories because yeah. you, I heard you, especially at the Ohana dinner, you guys were like, I wonder where the guy that served us last time is. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't remember his yeah. name. I'll bet you Butch remembers it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Never know. I'll ask him. Yeah. He is but, much hey. better with names than I am. I'm good with numbers and horrible with names. I'm good with faces and horrible with names. <laughs> What's your name again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know my name either. <laughs> anyway, so that's our cast member shout out. So Yay! when we I have like something that like that, I think we should make it a small little segment of its own. Yeah. I like All it. right. So that wraps up our feature topic and our cast member shout out. And now it is time to move on to Miss Sophie Ellis and her this day in Disney history. Yay! So take it away, honey. All right, then. Well, this one, uh, there were two entries here, but I'm only going to be focusing on, well, actually, I suppose I could focus on both because they both seem to be a little bit patriotic. The second one, much more so than the first, though. And these happened on July 4th, 1956. Okay. And the first one that we have listed here is talking about the Disneyland's Indian War Canoes attraction. And Mm -hmm. the War Canoes are not something that we have in the park right now, or at least we do, but they are not active. But they debuted in 1956 in Critter Country, and that's where you can find Splash Mountain and the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, because that's over there. And Tigger Tales. Of, yes. And Tigger They're Tales. all over in all Critter about Country instead of over in, say, Frontierland or Fantasyland. And this was an addition to the Indian Village, the Indian War Canoes, are powered by ore-bearing Disneyland guests who, with the assistance of an Indian guide, travel around the rivers of America. Personally, I would prefer to call them Native Americans, but oh well. And then the next thing that happened on this day, the exact same day, Walt Disney and his brother Roy, along with their wives, visit Marceline, Missouri, their boyhood home and this was the inspiration for Main Street USA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we yeah. didn't even touch on Marceline. Yeah. And get this. That evening, approximately 6,000 people from Marceline and the surrounding communities gather at the new Walt Disney Municipal Park, located just south of the Marceline Country Club, to witness the dedication of a $78,500 swimming pool. Goodness. Wow. Yes. That was a lot of money back then. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. And this is a quote from Walt Disney to accompany it. It is particularly thrilling to see this fine swimming pool here because when I was a kid here in Marceline, 
we swam in a cow pasture pond after we chased the cows out. <laughs> That's yeah. what he said. Yep. Well, you can't you appreciate the good unless you've experienced the bad. Yeah. But at the same time, Walt Disney was nothing if not a man of good humor. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good history, Sophie. Thank yes, you so much for very sharing. very good. Thank you. Thank you. So, I need Uh-oh. to put my glasses on. Stomp the soap. Stomp the soap. You can the try, she said. Stomp the soap. Stomp the soap. <laughs> try, anyway. Yes. Good luck try. with that. Good luck with that. I'm cheering for you. I'm rooting for you. Thank you, honey. I'm we know you got this. Okay. I didn't. I I spent like half an hour yesterday finding my character, and then I didn't underline any clues. I'm horrible at that. Oh so. no. Um. Let's see if you can guess the character from these clues. That reminds me of the uh, hoop to do review that is also opening. Open now, yeah. Open now, yay. Yep. Yep. Okay. So. This character had a clubhouse. A clubhouse, you say? Mm-hmm. This character and another character eventually got married. Mm-hmm. And this character... In her life with this other character Realized that that life Was all the adventure she needed Ellie Exactly Ellie Fredrickson Yeah The last one was a dead giveaway But all I was looking for was the um, The her part To tell me it was a girl I knew it was one of the two yeah, because we we did Carl in August August third, twenty twenty, but we had never done Ellie. So let me read it to you because I think it's really cool. Ellie met Carl when she was a young girl, and the two instantly became best friends. Ellie invited Carl to see her clubhouse. I almost added an abandoned house in the neighborhood, but I thought that would give it away. And shared with him her dream of visiting Paradise Falls in South America. As they grew up, Ellie and Carl fell in love and they eventually got married. They even turned their old clubhouse into their new home. Although the two had a happy marriage, they faced many hard times. Through it all, Ellie maintained her sense of adventure and her desire to see Paradise Falls. Sadly, she passed away before they could make the trip. But Mm -hmm. for Ellie... Life with Carl was all the adventure she needed, and she considered her life incredibly well lived. 
So Ellie Fredrickson. Beautiful. From yeah. Movie Up. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. And that is Brenda and Butch <laughs> and Mike and Cindy. And that's that what true. we hope for every single person that is who true. is looking for their soulmate. And that includes you, Sophie. That that soulmate makes your life the adventure that God wants it to be. That's right. Yeah. So, so anyway, Elliot Carl, one of the best Disney couples ever. For sure. Absolutely. And that is my stump the soap. Did he stump the soap? Not on no. your life. <laughs> not at all. I think I had Grogu stump, but he's not a big he's not a big Disney movie guy. He's like, no, you didn't have me stumped? No, he's like, no, I'm not a big movie guy. Nope. So. But he is a big frog guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Maybe maybe if you start talking about the Muppets, then he'll get it. But they're not in this book, are they? I don't think they are. I don't think they are. Yeah, I think it's just the animated characters. But that's yeah. all right. Yeah. So... That brings us to Miss Brenda and a little bit of Walt. Little bit of Walt. I tried to come up with something patriotic, so this is the one I settled on. I hope everyone will enjoy it. I don't think you're settling. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that this spiritual and intellectual freedom which we Americans enjoy is our greatest cultural blessing. Therefore, it seems to me that the first duty of culture is to defend freedom and resist all tyranny. Walt Walt Disney. Disney, The man. The man. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That is it in a nutshell. This has been a teary episode. It seems like my eyes have been tearing up all episode. What's going on here? I'm sorry, honey. Well, the up one got me, too. It's like, I can't. I just can't. Yeah. It's okay, honey. Hugs from afar. We had hugs up close, and now we continue the hugs from afar. Yeah. Yep. But that wraps us up on what ended up being a much quicker show than I thought it was going to be. But yeah. um, next week, I think, is going to be a longer one. So put on your boots and get ready, people. <laughs> because next week, <laughs> next week. We are doing our recap of Sophie's 21st birthday trip. And it's Sophie's 21st birthday trip, but it's all of our trips. So we're all going to be recapping what we enjoyed and what was the most, the things that we loved the most from that trip. So, yeah. Get ready and we will, you know. See you next week. See but you on the road. Before we get into that last bit, because I kind of flubbed it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say, once again, I'm Mike. She's Brenda. That's Sophie. And he's Grogu. And we hope you all have a great week. Happy 4th, everyone. Happy, Happy 4th. Happy 4th of July. And we will see, see you, on, you the on the road. Bye, Bye. everyone. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye, everyone.